Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Feel the Faith podcast. I am your sister, Dwanisha, and here I strive to edify the body of Christ with the help of the Holy Spirit through both scripture and experience. So let's jump right into it. The um, title for the episode today is going to be Transitioning from Fitting In to Standing Out the process of unlearning now i know that's a super long title but i couldn't um they were actually two separate titles but i'm like hmm, i can't decide on which one so i'm gonna just use both i'm probably not gonna put that all in the um the podcast description but if you're listening you know that's the podcast name period all right let's get it started let me yeah let me let me humble myself and start with prayer i just want to make sure that y'all or I don't know, I just want to start with prayer, okay. So Heavenly Father, I come to you as humbly as I can, as your servant, asking that the words you want me to speak will be your words, the thoughts that you want me to produce will be your thoughts, and that whatever you want your listeners to hear, that I will speak it in the way that they can understand, in a way that they can comprehend, in a way that does not minimize who you are, instead it maximizes who you are, what your word is, and what you are about. In Jesus' heavenly name, Amen. Okay, guys, let's get it started. The process of unlearning. So you might be like, the process of unlearning? Girl, what you had to learn? A lot. A lot. A lot. I actually got the transition in for fitting into standing out from um, Drake. Drake. Um, I don't know if any of y'all are or were like heavy Drake fans, but Drake produced an album or it was like more like a mixtape back, back in the day called so far gone. He has now put it on Apple music, but he doesn't have all the songs on there. Cause y'all know back in the days, I'm saying back in the days, like I'm mad old, I'm only 21, but you know, people would do mixtapes and then they would do like, um, they would basically take other people's songs and rap over them. So he took Kanye's song, say you will, and he rapped over it. But his song was called Say What's Real. <laughs> I love Drake. For those of you who don't know, I was like a diehard Drake fan. I was. I can admit that. Like, I was going hard over yo. October's very young. What are you saying? Like, I even got the little, um, I was had it on my back. I stopped, like, being a diehard Drake fan once I got in, like, once I was, like, 19 feel me i'm just like all right then once he was like i wasn't hiding my kid from the world i was hiding my world from the kid i was like okay (laughs) we're gonna hang up that drake jersey right now but anyways yeah i just want to try to hear it because i do like to get credits where do i'm not gonna ever jack anybody's own like revelation and make it seem like oh i'm just so creative nah i got this from drake and i just want y'all to hear it watching whole show embarrassed to pull my camera out and my mother embarrassed to pull my phantom out nah don't don't get me to start it y'all i am culture now i know what's going on in the culture uh recently not so much but we we gonna talk we gonna have a little fun today so the process of unlearning what are some things that i had to unlearn when i got saved now y'all only y'all know i only been saved the day i'm recording this it's still august see i know i only been saved for a hot second but in me getting saved i had to unlearn basically 
everything that I've learned. That's why, you know, in the Bible, it says to train a child up when it's young. You know what I'm saying? Because the more and more you wait, the more our hearts become hardened, the harder it is for us to learn and to adjust. But luckily, I'm like right in the middle stage. You know what I'm saying? Still able to be, you know, trained and still able to learn, you know, I'm not. So yeah, let's get into what are some things I had to unlearn once I got saved and once I accepted the Lord into my into my life for real for real. One of the things is my taste. I had to unlearn my taste or rather like my taste changed. It changed my taste for music. Now you did just hear me play some Drake, but I don't um, anymore. I don't listen to that all the time. I actually like all types of music. I like Afro beats. I like hip hop. I like R and B. I might even listen to some country music if it got the right tunes. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I might. I'm not saying that was my forte. My top one was definitely hip hop. Then I would say after that is like dancing music. Then after that would be R&B. I was just never really like an R&B girls. Like, and if I did do some R&B, it would be from Drake. You know what I'm saying? A little bit in your feelings, but at the same time in your bag. That's, that's the type of thing I would be. But gospel was not even on my list. I did not know like any gospel music. Like I, I told you, I didn't grow up in the church. I don't. I don't. I think like the only like God song I probably knew was "Amazing Grace." How sweet the sound that lay a ranch like me. That's how it go, y'all. Yeah, I really don't know how it go, and I don't think I'm gonna learn that. That's more of like a Negro hymn. Is that even a worship song, y'all? I don't know what it is. It sounds like. <laughs> I'm going on and on and on, but yeah, my taste, I did not listen to any gospel music. And if you see me now, if you see my playlist now, you will swear that I've been doing this thing. I've been doing this thing. So like, cause before I'm like gospel music, uh-uh. I cannot listen to that. What is they talking about? I don't need that hallelujah, amen stuff. Nah, like if I was my old self and some people try to play like, here's my worship, I would be like, yo, turn that off. What are y'all doing? Play some Meek. Play some Drake. Play some Fab. You know what I'm saying? But now it's my, my I'm telling y'all, it's crazy how you you really become a new creation. And, and, and that's the only way I can explain it because my tastes have changed. I had to cut out a lot of music from my diet. I'm not going to lie and say that I cut out all secular music. I still do listen to some. But the secular music that I do listen to is very limited. I do listen to like Cardi B's or like City Girls or like even some of my favorites um, music like Drake. So all of his music, I, I just cannot listen to just because I know that the eyes and ears, they're gateways for things to enter. So I'd be very careful what I'm watching and what I'm listening to. So I don't listen to all of their music just because all the cursing and all the putting women down and putting men down and being murderers and robbing banks and being a city girl and taking dudes money. Like that's that's not how I live my life. So why would I be listening to that and be like real, real, real giver or he got that wet, wet, got that drip, drip, got that super soak. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that's that's not what I'm about. That's not what I glorify. So therefore, I'm not going to listen to it, period. Yeah, so that's one of the things that I had to unlearn or had to be changed about me was my taste. Also, my taste and clothing completely changed. I remember it was like 
a week after I was watching this video and at, after the end of the video I repeated with the girl and basically I accepted the Lord into my life it was not in a church where I came to this conclusion it was actually at home on my bed at nighttime so I remember it was like a week later and I was getting dressed or whatever and so I put on this shirt right and the shirt was not even like that revealing it, it, it literally was not that revealing but I put it on and I felt a strong conviction that was like mm -mm, take that off and put something else on it was just like a little bit of skin showing y'all just a little bit mm -mm, take that off I literally I, I, I took the shirt off and I put on another one on it's not that serious to me I know how to dress I am very fashionable I've been fashionable in the world so it's not gonna be a big transition for me to glorify my father and be fashionable it's not that hard we try to make it seem like it is but you can be cute and not be showing everything or not you know show that much at all I won't say like I'm like modest to you know extreme modest modest modesty extreme modesty I was about to say modestism that's not even a word but I'm not like extremely modest like um like I gotta wear like things down all the way to my ankles and my arms not out no but as far as things like being revealing and I feel like it may be too provocative I was like mm, and the Holy Spirit will definitely check me so yeah I had to unlearn that unlearn like you are not well I basically had to learn like your body is a temple for you know the Holy Spirit and you use your body to glorify God I can't be glorifying God and I got on coochie cutters or I got my cleavage out even though my cleavage is non-existent but still y'all get what I'm saying let's move <laughs> nah y'all let's move on because y'all know I'm jokes well y'all don't know I'm jokes but y'all get to know that I'm jokes it's only a self but this the second episode I'm getting ahead of myself but yeah taste and I think I should go into purity after that Cause it's like, it's like hand in hand. I was just talking about clothes and being modest. So let's go into purity. I had to unlearn that my body is more than just sex. You get what I'm saying? Like, like I just said, my body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. I sacrifice my body. You know, I'm a living sacrifice for the Lord. So it was more than just sex. So I had to learn how to be pure again. I had to learn to get the lustful desires out my brain to know that I'm more than just, you know, somebody that you call up on a Saturday night. I'm going to be somebody's wife. You feel me? I had to learn that I am indeed a Proverbs 31 woman. I don't care how basic y'all think that is, whatever, whatever. But it's the truth. It's the truth. Because sin really does separate us from the love of God. And if you are trying to pursue God and you are still living in fornication or you are an adulterer or any of those things, it does separate us. It makes us hard to hear his voice. It makes us it makes us um, it makes it makes it harder to fulfill his will for our lives. It's just it's just I just wanted to completely give it over to God you feel what I'm saying and in doing so I had to become pure again I had to become pure again that is very important I know a lot of us millennials suffer with that just because sex is everywhere let's talk about it I think I'm gonna really go into that sex is everywhere 
it's everywhere it's on all social medias all we see is people on instagram half naked the celebrities is half naked you be seeing people's moms sisters brothers sisters you know what i'm saying it's in the music it's on the tv like if you're not having sex it's like what are you doing that's why i had to get rid of twitter y'all i'm like yo twitter my twitter for some reason black twitter it got a lot of porn up there it got a lot of porn so i was like lord i gotta be strong to go back up there i've I've been on twitter probably like once or twice since um early may once or twice no more than five times definitely i I just can't be up it's just too much going up there i i said when i go up there i just want to clear some things up because it's it's a dark place over there and i'm trying to remain, remain pure you know what i'm saying and the enemy be trying to get a hold of your mind. It be the littlest things. So you be like, oh, no, 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 no. I ain't doing that. And I'm not sending. I, that, is, that doesn't affect me. But little do you know, you just watching a, a 15 second video could spark something. And then from there, you like, oh, well, that was only 15 seconds. Let me watch some 30 minutes. I never struggled with pornography. But I'm just saying I could see how that could be a tool for the enemy to get into your mind and allow you to straggle off or allow you to be having fantasies about somebody else feel what i'm saying like oh you watch that video now you go to sleep and now you're having dreams or now you can't stop thinking about this person when you done gave it over to god you know what i'm saying it's 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 real out here y'all it's real and we have to be very smart about what we are engaging and what we're allowing ourselves to we're what we are allowing ourselves to see and what we are allowing ourselves to hear and just even having a conversation about what are your friends saying what are the people around you talking about if they're talking about things that you're trying to escape from you're gonna have to remove yourself period anyways um what else do i had to unlearn i had to unlearn being like not trusting nobody we live in a society where people glorify, oh, trust no one. I don't trust anybody. And I was like that. The reason I was like that is because it started at home. I'm being real. I'm I'm I'm, I'm being real with y'all today. It started at home. I couldn't trust the people, some of the people in my family. So that traveled over into the world. And then when the world, some people in the world betray me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't trust none of y'all. Y'all all um, like trifling and conniving. You know what I'm saying? So it starts at home first. It starts at home first. And then you go into the world. Some people, it start at home and then they go into the world and they're like, yeah, whatever. I still had a will and heart for people in the world. But once they betrayed me, I said, oh, yeah, it's clip for all of y'all, period. But you, I couldn't come into that because in my relationship with God because how am I gonna not trust God in his will you have to put your face in the Lord you have to trust him so I had this distrusting even with God like God I hear what you're saying but I don't really trust you so I had to learn how to trust God and I had to learn how to trust again period you know what I'm saying so yeah that's one thing and, and being independent independent i grew up i had to grow up very fast so i kind of lost some of my innocence some of my childhood i didn't really get to be a childhood so i had to be like independent i started working at like 14 
soon as I was able to get like the little summer job, I don't know if y'all have that wherever y'all listen to this at, but yeah, in my city, in my state, I live in New York, they have like the summer job program and it basically allows teens to start working early. So you would work for the summer for a couple weeks before you go back to school. So as soon as I was old enough to do that, I was on it because people when I was growing up started really like, oh, you ask for too much. You need this. And I'm like, dang. So if I can't depend on y'all to take care of me, that mean I'm going to have to take care of myself. So I was the, I had to go, you know, grow up and get it. And I become independent. It's like, well, I don't need nobody. I don't need a man. I don't need my mother to take care of me. I don't need my father to take care of me. I got myself. And while some people be like, well, girl, that's good that you got up. Uh, it's good. But at the same time, it's okay to have people take care of you sometimes. It is. You're not going to die. Like, it's, it's not that serious. You know what I'm saying? People can take care of you. You don't have to be independent all the time. You don't have to do everything by yourself. There's people there that want to help you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's not after you, like, trying to harm you or trying to be malicious to you. That's just not the reality. And also, you're going to be all distrustful and independent when you need to put your faith on the Lord. It, it doesn't really work. It doesn't really work. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm so independent. Oh, I got to get up and do this myself. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. What about God? What about his will? Did you ask him about his will? Or did you just jump up because you're so independent? You used to doing everything by yourself. And you're not used to submitting to like authority. I wasn't. Because I never had that like authority figure to be like, well, you got to do this. You got to do that. Nah, that was not my... um. That's not my testimony. Like me even getting to college, nobody told me I had to go to college. No, nobody told me that. No, I just knew I wanted to go. And that was nothing with God, like me having that drive to go, me getting accepted, me knowing things before stepping foot in there. That was all God ordained because you look at the statistics, you look at my family bloodline and it's just like, how? My mother didn't graduate high school. <laughs> I don't even know if she graduated middle school. I really don't know. My grandmother didn't graduate high school. My father, I believe my father did. But yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? You look at my bloodline, you look at my family. I don't come from uh, people who are educated, people who know about college. So I basically had to maneuver my way through this. I had to learn about things. And by the grace of God, people were placed in my life to help me get to where I need to go. Y'all, let me just testify real quick. So me going to college, right? Before me going, I had met up with this advisor and he was actually telling me about loans. He was telling me about programs that help people who come from like disadvantaged backgrounds such as myself. And, you know, even if you think a school is out of your league, you could probably you could probably apply to these programs so you could get in. So that's what I ended up doing because of the help of them. Because through my school, my school didn't tell me about all these options. All my school was worried about doing was pumping, you know, children from this high school into the next community college, not going to university. You know what I'm saying? Nothing's wrong with community college, but why can't, you know, we strive higher than that? What's wrong with that? Why are not pushing them to do more? Why are just trying to pump them into the local community college? That's not right. So luckily I had outside influences by the grace of God that helped mentor me and push me into the academic environment that I'm currently in now. Yes, yeah, so I just want to testify real quick. 
and also the reason how I knew I wanted to go to college was because in fifth grade in fifth and fourth grade right this group of ladies I was in a group and they took us on college trips they took us on other field trips a group of wonderful educated ladies and from there on out and fourth or fifth grade I knew like, okay, there's something more than what I'm going through now. And I want to break this cycle and I want to get out. And from there, I've always had that drive. So big ups to them, big ups to my father for sending them to me. You know what I'm saying? For allowing me to be in that atmosphere and allowing me to not only be in that atmosphere, but take things away that I needed to and to be where I'm at today. I'm so thankful and grateful for everything he's done for me and I mean that from the bottom of my heart the bottom 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 of my heart y'all I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for Jesus that's a fact that's a fact like that's that's a fact anyways what's the next one that I had to learn patience patience y'all I'm gonna be 100% honest with y'all I did not and I still struggle with it too have any patience but you have to you have to I find this so funny how we as believers right we as children of God we want things done the way we want it right now right here especially us living in the microwave generation you know what I'm saying everything's quick everything's flowing everything is fast you know what I'm saying we want things to happen when we want it how we want it and if it don't we're having a pissy fit I find it so funny and we can't even follow what God wants us to do. How long has it taken us to get out of fornication? How long has it taken us to stop cursing? How long has it taken us to stop, you know, conforming to the world? How long? How long? How long? Don't you think God wants the same thing like as the speed we want? We want God to do things. Don't you think God wants us to like put that same energy in to follow his will for us? You know what I'm saying? So I definitely had to learn to be patient, be patient and wait on the Lord because I would just want to be in divine alignment and divine timing with him because. I just know that his will is perfect. Y'all feel me? And I think that uh, allow me to get into the scripture for today. The scripture for today is going to be Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And it goes as follows. Oh, hold on, y'all. Hold on. And be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove that is that it is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's the King James Version. I'm also going to read it in the New Living Translation Version. And it says as follows. Do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. Wow. That just, that really just gives me so much like, what do I want to say? So much. It gives me so much. I guess it allows me to just be calm and be still and just be so 
at peace, to have so much peace, knowing that God's will is perfect, pleasing, and good for me. Not my own will, because my own will doesn't have me out here twisted, raggedy, messed up, ratchet. You know what I'm saying? My own will doesn't have me twisted. But God's will is perfect, pleasing, and good. That's why I always say not. Well, that's why it's written in his word. Not my will, but thy will be done. Because our own wills. We just be out here doing anything sometimes. Saints, like, let's be real. We really be out here doing anything. If it was up to us, we would marry the dude that we know was toxic for us. If he was on one knee, ready to get married. We would move all around the world, not having to care. Okay, how will this, is this in God's will for me? Am I moving too fast? Am I moving on my own will or is this God ordained? Does he want me to be at this place right now so I can guilt, um, so I can build up some strength and know how to fight back even when things don't seem perfect? Because things aren't always going to be good, y'all. I hope y'all know that. Hope y'all know that everything's not always sweet. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, always praise him, always worship him. But there will be times where it gets tough. There will be times when you have to really go to war, go to war in the spirit. And it won't always be rainbows and unicorns. It's going to be some tough stuff. And that's, I feel like that's the time where you can see how strong your faith really is because it's so easy to have faith when things are going good but let things get a little rocky you feel what i'm saying let things start going down the wrong path when you like oh man i can't conceive kids i've been infertile i've been trying for 10 years do you still have faith are you mad at god and it's okay to be mad but don't stay there communicate with him get out of that and move on you know what i'm saying Anyways, I be I be going on in a ranch, y'all. I was supposed to be um describing Romans chapter twelve, verse two. I done went on or, or something else. Y'all help me. But anyway, <laughs> I'm having fun today, y'all. But um what did I want to say about this? Oh, so yeah, what do I think this means? I think this means do not allow yourself to be so consumed in what the world has to offer. You know what I'm saying? Do not, just like I was saying at the beginning of the video, I watch, I am mindful of, not I watch, I'm mindful of what I'm looking at, what I'm listening to, what I'm watching on TV, even though, yeah, I really don't watch TV. Like, I don't even know the last time I've turned on my TV. I don't watch TV. I watch YouTube videos, but even watching those I don't be up there engaging in a whole lot of nonsense. A lot of the YouTube videos I watch are like golly videos and maybe things about hair or like business videos. I think I'm just in a season right now that I'm just trying to be super focused and tapped into what God has for me that I really don't have a lot of time for nonsense, maybe in a different season. But this season right now, I just think I'm called to be in his word, be into the plans he has for me so I can know how to move. I don't really have time for like a lot of the nonsense and extra stuff that's just like blocked out of my mind. Like even my Instagram, I had to get off of that because I'd be up, up, up there back and forth. Like I did post when I went to the woman evolve and then I posted before that, but I really don't be too engaged in there because Instagram is just a whole bunch of, 
mindful behavior up there like people just posting the good stuff about their life or these celebrities and their drama or like I said people being naked up there like it's really some of it is no substance so even when I go back up there I kind of want to switch around what I'm taking in because it's just a whole bunch of nonsense it could really make you feel like you're behind or that maybe hey maybe what I'm doing right now my work with God is really not worth it and I should conform to the patterns of this world because it just seems easy it's so easy to live in a world like you don't have to worry about people feelings you don't have to worry about oh am I on the line with God you don't have to worry about the sins you're committing you don't you're not convicted you are just out there living life you know what I'm saying so it's easy to live in a world and I noticed that but I know that the reward for the work that I'm doing now is gonna be such a greater return on investment you know what I'm saying? What more can I get than eternal life? Like, yeah, the cars look nice. Yeah, the, the, the guys look nice and the clothes look nice right now. But even 20 years from now when my body starts to age and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I start to get older. That's the stuff that I'm, you know, lusting after now. That's not it is not even going to hold any substance. And it's the same thing after you are gone from this earth. The stuff that you are the money the cars the boys or the girls if you are a man listening to this all of that stuff really not gonna mean nothing even in look look 20 years from now and think about after eternal life you want to live in torment for the rest of your life or do you want to be like with god and glory and hallelujah and heaven you know what i'm saying so yeah do not conform to the world's way of living and doing. Instead, be transformed by the word of God. Allow God to renew and restore your mind and allow him to direct you and be the head over everything in your life. Let me say that again. Allow God to renew and restore your mind and allow him to direct you and be the head over everything in your life. Some of us are struggling with things in our life because we have not invited God into that area of our life thinking that oh we we just can handle that ourselves instead of saying hey god i want you to be the head over my body i want you to be head over my finances my mind my possessions my career my business my battles my marriage if you are married my everything that's why some of us are still struggling financially we're struggling with our thoughts and our mind we might may not be doing things physically but in our mind there's a war you're fighting in your mind. You know what I'm saying? And and the mind, that's a very dangerous place. Why do you think so many people are talking about mental health right now? We have to be mindful of the thoughts in our head and know the, the strategies that the enemy tries to use to get us off track from the will of God. It's it, Sometimes it could just be such a small thought. You know what I'm saying? Or your body. Some of us are still we in and out. We like, okay, I can do everything else for God, but I just cannot stop having sex with this boy or girl. Like, I'm just, why are you too, so, not too, why are you so entangled in that sin, in that lust of fornication? I mean, yeah, it might seem good now, but on <sighs> that's really one that a lot of people struggle with. 
a lot and I think it has a lot to do with abandonment issues daddy issues mommy issues just not standing firm not being able to really surrender to God because I feel like if you are it's okay to battle with things but if this is ongoing sometimes some of us we need professional help but I question like are you truly surrendered to God Because when you are, he creates you. I mean, he makes you a new creation. You know what I'm saying? And when you are a new creation, that don't just mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like a a transformation. And I can attest to that. I'm, I'm no virgin. You know what I'm saying? I was in fornication. I was. You know what I'm saying? So I can attest to that. I know where y'all at and I had to get out of it. I had to make a decision like, what do I want more? Do I want this or do I want temporary pleasure more? Not saying that sometimes my thoughts don't haunt me because they do. They do. And I'm being completely honest with y'all. Sometimes I have dreams and visions of things and I'm like, whoa, (laughs) Jesus, I'm being real with y'all. You know what I'm saying? But you got to fight. You got to be strong. You got to know that you can stand up to that and be like, nope, I'm not going there today. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I bind up that spirit of lust. You cannot live in my head. You cannot reign in my home. You will not work through these devices in the name of Jesus. We got to get up and we got to fight back. We got to know that we have authority. You get what I'm saying? over your possessions the things that you own some of us may be struggling with our car some of us may be struggling with our homes everything you own plead the blood of Jesus over invite Jesus over it like give it over to him he's the owner of everything so if you give everything over to him the enemy has really nothing to fight you with not saying that there won't be resistance and temptation because there always was there always will be and sometimes God allows it why does he allow it? Just to see where you really are, where you really stand. And because we know how we are. We know how we are. If things were perfect all the time for us, humans, like if things were perfect all the time for us, we would get bored. Matter of fact, we would be robots. Babe, babe, we would be, ro- <laughs> y'all play too much. But we would be robots because what like everything's just the same every day there's no like 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 there's nothing like opposing going on everything just perfect every day that sounds boring to me i need a little bit of of some sometimes you get what i'm saying that's that's why people be cheating in their relationships i might edit this part out but yeah they be cheating <laughs> they be cheating because it's like dang it's the same old things ain't nothing new going on dang i need a little spice you know what i'm saying we get we get tired of the same thing not saying that we want bad things to happen to us but we just aren't built for routines we aren't robots that's that's we aren't robots period 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 so i'm questioning y'all i'm challenging y'all to think about what are some things you have not allow God to take over you have not invited him into to be the head over in your life think about it it may be your finances it may be your body it may be your mind your possessions your career your business your battles it may be a whole bunch of things your mental health 
what have you not fully surrendered to the Lord? It's something all of us can think about or even something that we battle with. Think about it, meditate on it, and do something that will allow for a change in that. What you can do, what I can give you advice for is to first just stop. Take a look at what may be causing havoc in your life, what you may be challenged with, how you want to progress, how you want to see yourself in the next year. If you want to marry somebody and, you know, you're like, oh, God, why haven't you sent my husband? God, why do I keep getting these counterfeits? But you can't keep your legs closed. Or every time a man comes around or a woman comes around, you automatically think, oh, this might be my husband. You might marry my husband. You might might be my husband. This might be my wife. This might be my wife. And you don't even go to God first before pursuing them. I told y'all there's some things I had to unlearn, y'all. If you don't go to God first before pursuing them, is he really the head of your life? How are you supposed to know if God sent this person or not? When you didn't even go to God, you just assumed that just because it was another person and you're lonely and you're desperate that, oh, my God, this is my wife. This is my husband. And I got to act on it. No, stop, 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 stop. Think like, hmm, I know I feel this way, but not my will, but thy will be done. Let me go to my father on this. Let me take a step back. I know it seems good. It looks good because the enemy. What they say, they say he walking around waiting for something to devour somebody to trick. He's he's he hears our prayers, too. So we got to be very careful and very strategic. And we got to make sure that we are always in the face of the father because the enemy, he's 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 a strategic dummy. You know what I'm saying? He's a strategic dummy. So he is listening to your prayers and he's ready to send you exactly what you think is coming for God. And it might not be. And God allows that because he wants to see Hmm, he wants to show us like you, you think you're on my side, you're saying you're serving me, but you don't even come and consult me about things that I should have control over in your life. You know, so we just got to really sit back and think, what am I? What have I not allowed God to be the head over in my life? I'm challenging y'all to think about that this week. I'm challenging y'all to think about that this week, you know, and I'm going to think about that to myself because sometimes we think we allow God to be the head over that and we actually haven't. <laughs> Let's be real. Like, oh, yeah, I get that to God, girl. I get that to God. Did you really, though? Did you really? Mm-hmm. And I'll be real. Like, I'll be real, even with myself, like, I don't want this podcast to be somewhere where I come up here and I'm just ranting and I'm fronting and I'm not being relatable. And I'm just, no, I want this to be a safe place for both men and women, whoever got an ear to listen, whoever wants help, whoever wants to just be like, all right, just talk about some things. You know what I'm saying? But I think this is going to wrap up episode two. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I know it was definitely different from episode one, but I feel like I was really myself. I was really able to say things that I wanted and to do it in a way that it doesn't compromise who I am and what I'm about. Because I am a very dynamic woman, if I say so to myself. You know what I'm saying? I have so many layers 
I like so many different things and I just want to bring this into the podcast. I don't want anybody to put me, definitely don't put me on this pedestal. Don't idolize me if I do progress in this thing and think like I'm this guru. No, no, no. God is the, the, the guru, the guru, the guru, whatever. He is the head. You know what I'm saying? He's the master. He is everything. I'm just a servant being obedient to the will of God, you know, and what he has for my life. That's all I am. So because I see a lot of leaders uh, who know that people are idolizing them and kind of like putting them on this high pedestal, like they're a high priest. No, we don't have a high priest. We don't um, put other people on the pedestal. God is on the pedestal. We are just servants, you know what I'm saying, doing work for him. So I just wanted to get that off my chest early because I see a lot of leaders are not, you know, they're not confronting that the elephant in the room. They're not telling the people that are like head over heels for them and that are like, oh, my God, I got to see this person and I got to see that person that. OK, no, it's not me that you really want to see It's the God in me. And that's what you are, you know. That's what you are like head over heels for. It's not me, honey. It's not me. It's not me. Because you can get in trouble for that. Don't let people come out here idolizing you. You know what I'm saying? It's it's nice to receive compliments. I'm not saying, oh, you, you can't receive compliments. But just be careful with that. Be careful with that. And with that being said, we're going to end this episode. I really hope you guys enjoy it. And I'm ending it for real this time. I know I said that like five minutes ago, but I'm ending it for real. I hope you guys enjoyed. I love you guys. And I will see you on the next one. Peace. Be with you. Shalom.